stuff and uh grad school stuff and trying to get a new couch put in one of the rooms of my house this week we got a lot going on man yeah always time for wrestling though you know what i mean yeah 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 you know oh well let's introduce the last member today uh mr silly stellis what's going on everybody's doing grown-up duties i guess we are fully grown now huh (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) I was just thinking, like, uh, before you know it, Extreme Rules is here, and it, it, it feel like the time didn't pass at all, right? I mean, we're already in May. The year's almost half gone. Wow. Yeah. WrestleMania yeah. was over a month ago now. It's hard to believe that. I feel like we were just yep. there. By, by the way, the pun in the beginning of the show comes from Dikembe Mutombo tweeting out, congratulations to the 76ers for the first overall pick. And it did happen. 30 minutes before it happened. So they now say it's rigged. So yeah, that's right. If AJ Styles win, that's right. The BGB group, we had the scoop, and it's all rigged. That's right. Exactly. Speaking of okay, no babe, this is just all rigged. <laughs> speaking of basketball, who you guys got tonight? Thunder or um, the Warriors in Game Two? State by ten, at least. I don't know, man. With, with, with how things are rigged nowadays, it'll be almost pointless for this game not. For this series not to go game seven. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to go to state tonight. I'm going to go to state by at least 15. It sounds like sounds like D Wayne's son's definitely got um, the Raptors going all the way here in five games. That's what I heard him say. Yeah. Raptors are horrible. No, they, that Raptors was a horrible, horrible game last night. This, I've got this, Golden State in seven, too. This is such a good team. I look When I look at the Raptors, it's just like they have such a good young nucleus. So many athletic, uh, skilled players, but just no superstar. And that's nope. I think uh, I think as as much as having a veteran on your team, you must have a superstar, and that's everything they lack. You know, so that sounds like the WWE, right? <laughs> a whole bunch of yeah. role players, but need a superstar. Yeah. Well, they're trying to make one with Roman Reigns. Um, I know. Yeah. We probably don't so, need to get too deep into that, by the way, because we already talked at ad nauseum about. Um, Roman and AJ on the previous two episodes, like the cousin episodes, if you go back mm-hmm. and listen to those. But um, can I kind of just throw, throw a, something out there about that match? A question to you guys about it? Yeah, okay. good. Okay, so I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I kind of felt, well, Raw's been generally very passable to very entertaining almost the entire three hours for the last several weeks, give or take. Um, but my thing is, there's nothing that's like super, oh my gosh, I'm super jacked and excited for this at Extreme Rules this weekend. All right. This is exactly why I text that because we were so hyped about the implications that could go down, but now we're getting so many different combinations of it on weekly televised uh, shows. Yeah. That, that now we're, now the wow factor is not really there. Well, and the, thing, and the thing is, like, you know, the biggest. The biggest thing being talked about in wrestling this past week or so is the new formation of the Bullet Club, and you know, the hopefully, the, hope I'm I'm talking about the actual Bullet Club and Ring oh, of Honor, okay. not the okay. not the ripoff version that WWE is putting together. <laughs> um, 
you know, Adam Cole joining the Bullet Club and God, uh, Godspeed and, you know, quick healing to the Young Bucks. They were both injured last week. Um, they were on Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast with Adam Cole today. That's a good listen, by the way. But um, I, I watched that pay-per-view, Global Wars Live, and that moment was so shocking and so entertaining. And so it just had so much wow factor. Is there anything that WWE might do to put some wow factor on this pay-per-view on Sunday? Because, you know, smart money says go ahead and put your money on Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins is coming back soon, and there, there's your feud for the back half of the summer. I mean, I mean, it, it definitely uh, upon going into this uh, thing about this match, my my biggest wild factor was that they, they kind of kept uh, Gallows and Anderson pretty limited in skill set. Uh, maybe one legit real match, so they, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing how they can get involved and um, you know how they can capture the big the big stage. But now that you're getting so many different versions of of, of the matches between uh, the bloodline versus the club, you know, you got one member versus the other member. Basically, basically just basic matrices on how they're doing matches. Yeah. Matches, and this is now that I'm seeing it so much. This is, I think, this is a point where I think if I if he hasn't already said it, something like Mick Foley would have probably said, "Isn't this view being definitely overexposed right now?" Mm-hmm. With what are we really watching for this Sunday? Because obviously you, you watch for the main event. And obviously we're looking to see who wins. But other than who wins, because we know bookings never go the way we want to go, but at least a quality match. With that being said, what more do we have to look forward to? But let me put a devil's advocate spin on it. What have we been complaining about WWE, I guess, prior to this quote-unquote new era when we had the road to WrestleMania or even some pay-per-views before the road to WrestleMania? We always complained about... It seemed like not enough pay-per-view matches got enough story built behind it. So I think this is actually a good way for Extreme Rules that you have so much story being put behind it that this is a good B-level pay-per-view to either continue or transition stories to a higher level. Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to get from a road to WrestleMania to like a road to SummerSlam. Because if we start with Extreme Rules, go to Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank could lead to Battleground. Battleground is your ultimate transition point to get to SummerSlam. Which you guys are all attending, right? You're all going to Battleground? Yep, we're all going to Battleground in in D.C. And and when you think about it, Extreme Rules is going to lead to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is going to be your new contender as like your Royal Rumble 2.0 to try to see who could be your next champion. Your Battleground is going to have size to see who's going to be the leader point going into SummerSlam and then people can have their SummerSlam moment. I think that's what WWE is trying to build here. That if you have in WrestleMania as the being your top key, SummerSlam is going to be like your biggest event of the summer. So these V pay-per-views are going to lead up to that. So I'm, I'm excited to see where these storylines are going to transcend to Money in the Bank or even these more Raws. Because th- even though we have gotten a lot, it still has not been a pay-per-view quality match we have seen yet. We've just seen good Raw matches leading up to the point where we're going to get to a pay-per-view. So I'm kind of, you know, cautiously optimistic because of how the stories are going yeah d-wayne you can make a good point for sure yeah d-wayne who uh who's winning on sunday i mean you're the big roman reigns mark so i assume that's what you're saying but (laughs) wouldn't it be such a wow factor to start that road to SummerSlam if they had aj somehow come out with it maybe through controversial means Um, let's think about this. If he wins versus controversial means, that just means that he's going to lose sometime soon. And I like the way they're building AJ. I don't think right now he's going to win. Um, will it be amazing if he does win? Yeah, I mean, I like AJ Styles since he was in TNA. But I just don't see it. I see, like I said, I still see this slow Roman Reigns heel turn, no matter what they say or do. Um, but I, I more so see maybe some tension within that so-called club building up. Do you think, um, so you think the, the club, I mean, here's my thing about it. They haven't made a t-shirt for that group at this point. So it's kind of like the Y2AJ thing, although they did make a t-shirt for that for one week. You got you to gotta think Gallows and Anderson, maybe AJ doesn't go full-on extreme like they want him to. Um, and maybe maybe they turn on AJ. Like 
Two Chains said previously, I think this will be end up being a trilogy. I wish it wasn't. I think two might be enough for me. But um, let's say they do turn on him eventually. You got to think all roads lead to Finn Balor at some point. And don't you think Finn Balor and AJ, wouldn't that be just a great SummerSlam match? Oh, of course. I think that would be. And I, I always thought that this road is going to lead some way, somehow to a Finn Balor call up. That's what we'll see Finn Balor. Um, so that, that would be a, honestly a great, um, a great SummerSlam matchup. Potential has potential to be match of the year if performed right. Mm-hmm. I think we current we saw the current match of the year at uh, NXT, yeah. but I don't think we're going to get better than that. It was pretty awesome. Well, it's it's still a lot of year left to be played out. I if they can somehow televise this Nakamura Cena match, that could be not that that would be match of the year, but that would be great to watch. I just think I think I think the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura is is way more hyped than the debut of Finn Balor the main roster because we knew that was coming. Nobody, nobody ever seen Nakamura coming to WWE. It just wasn't even it just wasn't even mentally possible because we, we just felt like WWE had this this ego where they wasn't they they you know, sort of like the Patriots where they don't go after the big top free agencies but they still win. That's and, right. And do. so for them to go somebody so big, so iconic it's just like, no way. <laughs> like, the internet was just buzzing way too hard with this Facebook. I was like, there's no way this happening. But then, like, I remember just you sending out that text. And I was just like, <laughs> man, this this is still not happening. <laughs> I, I, and I understand that. But my and my whole point of this is, while WWE has lowered their, their arrogant stats of not signing these big-name free agents, the big question is, when... If and when they're going to put a tie, the the WWE title on one of those big name free agents? Yeah, this is. I this just don't is, think not anytime soon. The last what we talk. This is what we talked about with AJ on the on the last show, where you know, I, I feel like it was just built in his contract for him to you know to be in the title picture. But why come to be the top guy if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get it? And as much as that, you know, as much as I really want to believe in that, I, I, like I said, I, I think about the Dudley Boys, and it's just. You know, they've been here long enough and they still, you know, they, they was they was the top tag team for a second and now they're just jobbing everybody. Mm-hmm. You could argue that the last non WWE created guy that they ever made the guy was probably Jericho. Because you can say all these other ex WCW guys like Booker exactly. or Ray, you know, they put the title exactly. on them. But that was a sec that in my opinion, they weren't the main attraction, either Triple H or John Cena or whoever was the main attraction at that time, but you can't argue when Jericho won the undisputed title, he wasn't the main attraction for those few months leading into WrestleMania 18. But I see what you're saying. Um, I, I think another thing to add to D Wayne's point too is um, the feud with Samoa Joe and uh, Finn Balor. It's also uh, foreshadowing, especially with the rumors. I don't know if it's been announced yet, but with the rumors of saying that um, the next title defense is going to be in the steel cage match. That's been officially announced. There's some video Regal put out. Okay. I think it's going to get, like, talked about on NXT tonight as we record this, but yeah. And, you know, that kind of signifies, like, the end the end of a few, definitely. Um, anytime you say Steel Cage or Hell in a Cell, you know, that's typically the end of a few. And maybe this is actually the destruction of Finn Balor, you know. F- F- Joe goes full-blown Joe. It's going to be a great match. It kind of looks like we're going to get Austin Aries and Nakamura. They seem like they're hinting at that, too, which is pretty awesome. And this is crazy to think, too, that NXT roster is so stacked that there's no reason to have faith, to not have faith that there will always be a top woman and male wrestler, babyface and heel, for the next couple of years. I'm a little more worried about that women's division once Bailey leaves, but I, I feel you. You don't, think Os- you don't think Oscar can hold it down? I think Oscar can hold it down, but who's she going to work with? You mean like skill wise or just a just I would, component wise? Here's what here's skill my, wise nobody. <laughs> Eva Marie though, that's that's the point. Eva Marie would be hilarious, but it's not it's not you know legitimate or believable that she would beat Asuka. Nia Jax, sure, I could I could buy that if you build her back up. I think I I didn't read the spoilers, so I don't know if Bailey beats Nia Jax. You would think she would since she's going in as a number one contender, but. What other woman on that roster you think could believably beat Asuka? 
Alexa Bliss, no. No, and, and, and I think this is, I think it was Sellers' point, or maybe Dr. M, who said that Oscar's <clears throat> job now is to elevate yep. this yep. new talent, uh, where you don't want somebody to technically be that, that other component, but you just want numerous people to get their chance to be able to create magic in a ring while she, you know, while she's definitely like the host. Exactly. Well, with that. And I can I can get down with that, but it's not as good as the four horsewomen. And we you know what I mean? Just looking you're always gonna look at it in comparison to what it was. That's how wrestling mm-hmm. goes. It's not gonna be as good. I'm just, I also I'm think just with saying, that being said too, we'll never get another uh woman's revolution. I don't no, think we really no. had a revolution the first time. I don't think a revolution happened until WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But can I can I throw this out there? I've got the card pulled up here. I know you guys yeah. do too. What other match is a big draw for you? I mean, I think the Fatal Four Way for the IC title is kind of an obvious choice, but like I'm looking at the oh. card and there's very few things I'm like, oh yeah, gotta see it. Like I'm obviously gonna watch it because I pay my nine ninety nine every month. But <laughs> the Asylum match. What do you guys think of that? You gotta, you gotta look at it on that. Raw. What do you think about that? I'm very intrigued. I I like I finally finally uh, Dean Ambrose promo that I actually did not have any type of questioning about like what is he really saying? Like oh, it was a really, great promo. Yeah. Yeah, I was really invested. Like, okay, this could work. <laughs> it kind of seemed like he got the one up on Jericho. It was kind of satisfying. Um, big, big props to Chris Jericho too. Um, I don't know. I, obviously, Twitter. Is not loving him as much, but he's just working as a great heel all around. But this guy has been the center of elevating talent for the last year. And even though we assumed that he was only going to be working part-time, since, I mean, because technically before that match at Beast in the East with Neville, we, he, wasn't on, he wasn't on TV much. But after that, he was on TV all the time. And I think, I think from the the type of matches that he's put on to the type of talent he's worked with, he's been nothing less than stellar. You know what? I, um, I'm kind of worried about this match. Um, I am, and I'll tell you later after too. this one why I'm a little bit worried about this match. I am too. Uh, the reason why I'm worried is because I don't know if fans or even if WWE will know how they know who technically wins this match, if that makes sense, or who wins this feud. Because to me, I don't think this match can ever be a clean finish. Like, for example, I know is the straight jacket supposed to be like, if they get the straight jacket, right, that, that shows who won and lost, right? No, it's pinfall submission. Oh, it is pinfall submission. Okay. Yep. All right, so, no, I think was, it could right. absolutely be definitive. It might not be clean because of the weapons, but it'll be definitive. Or okay. maybe it won't be, but I, I, I think I'm, it could be. And then on top of that, what we saw at WrestleMania when it was supposed to be, uh, I guess, a, a hardcore match or you know, street fight or whatever, you saw how weapons were misused, and that is like, how gruesome can you be in Extreme Rules match, you know, with this type of level, especially what we saw at WrestleMania. So this is their chance to redo it, but how much are they going to redo it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but weapons WrestleMania, I don't recall seeing any. No, I mean, they the chainsaw, the chairs, the kendo stick. They had all that out. The chainsaw okay. wasn't used. Oh, but. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a street fight minus the street. Yeah, there you go. There you well, go. That, yeah. that was the issue. You know, yep. my my issue with this match, the Asylum match, is it's it's a new gimmick, so the crowd's going to kind of be a little soft on it until they see what it is. Yeah. Kind of similar to going back and watching the first Elimination Chamber in the Garden, which, by the way, that's still my favorite one they've ever oh, done. God, yes, yes. But um, as the only member of the podcast who has attended a Punjabi prison match live, oh, um, <laughs> looking at this structure reminded me of that, and it makes me nervous. I saw I attended No Mercy 2007 in Chicago. I saw uh, world champion Dave Batista battled the great Kali in the Punjabi prison match. And, um, Terrible. yeah, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a glorified cage match with like an Ambrose theme to it. And I expect Ambrose to win. Um, I really don't want to see him and Jericho wrestle again. Not that like the feud's been bad. I just, I'd like them to move on. I'm sorry. I feel like I just been so out of the loop. What did they wrestle before? They wrestled, um, didn't they work together, work against each other at the last pay per view? Well, you talk about Jericho and um, and Ambrose. 
And Rock, no, no, no. They was on the same team. No, I think, the, and then the last pay per view they had a one on one match. Why am I? Why is it just not clicking? Because it, it was. Not for me either. It was at the last pay per view in Chicago, you guys. It was in like the middle of the show before the Stephanie segment. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. The Ambrose, fact that either one of us remembers it. Well, that's the that's, thing. That, yeah. That's probably why we're all for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do not remember at all. Ambrose won. What was the last pay per view again? It was. Uh, what was the one in Chicago? Oh, he called? did win. Yeah, what was the one in Chicago called? Why am I blinking? Uh, payback. 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 Yeah. Payback, yeah. I'm yeah. so I haven't had my lunch yet. No, it's, <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah, no, I understand. Braveheart um, fan, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I'll tell you something I am excited about, though. Oh, two chains, <laughs> I'm going to let you go first before I tell you what I'm very excited about. No I, I wanna, no, I want Aaron to elaborate on why he felt uh, on why he felt he was tired of this feud. So, yeah, Dean Ambrose did win the last one, but... With with this type of match, I do understand Seller's point from saying he doesn't understand. He, he doesn't think people may grasp how it is because that is definitely a big factor with me. But why, other than just the two people working, why why are you not interested in it? In the feud or the match? Well, because I'm very interested in the match just because we've never seen this iteration of a cage in uh-huh. WWE to an extent. I'm sure there's like. You know, those House of Horrors matches that they had in WCW that, you know, you have weapons kind of on the side of the cage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the feud itself, I guess I'm unclear. Like, I understand the whole thing with the highlight reel and the uh, Ambrose Asylum talk shows. But it seemed like the feud came out of nowhere and it feels it feels like a placeholder. And <laughs> I guess I guess I'm thinking back to the fall, how hot Dean Ambrose was. And then he lost against Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. And then he lost uh, in the Rumble. And then he lost to Brock Lesnar and Triple H this spring. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I haven't really been excited about anything Dean Ambrose has done in a while. <laughs> I'm not excited about it. definitely heard of what Brock, that's for sure. Actually, that match even happening was the worst that it could have happened. It was just such a letdown. I think there were expectations that exceeded what the match was actually designed to do. Um, and there was a there was a bigger feud waiting to happen with Brock and Bray Wyatt, and then Dean. I forget who was who was who was he. I forgot who he was even feuding with. I him. mean, he was feuding with Triple H, and then he kind of transitioned into the whole Brock thing based out of that triple threat they had at um yeah at the uh, Fastlane pay per view. That's what that's right. That's when the steam started losing for me, and I just feel like Chris Jericho is the person to try to build steam again. And believe it or not, the fans really put anybody over that views with Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, I'm, boy, I'm, I'm just not interested in this feud. Like, no. Can we talk about something else that's more interesting than this feud? <laughs> I got I got something that I'm very interested in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so let's just get a head count there real quick. Who's excited for this Asylum match? Because I am. I'm excited for the match. Like I said, just, yeah. the feud the is dumb. Is okay. So I mean, the, I'm going to fence. I want the feud to end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with any feud with Chris Jericho for a while. Good mic work. Good heel work on social media. I just feel like he, he puts ele- people over. He blocked yeah, WWE sure. on Twitter, by the way, which is hilarious. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to go block my employer today. <laughs> D-Way, you was about to say something. Next subject. I'm tired of talking about this. Agreed. <laughs> Move on, man. All right, so here's what right. I'm excited for. And this is what I want to happen. I hope it happens. It's not been announced yet. But I'm. let me give you some little fantasy booking for Extreme Rules. So, as you may or may not know, Extreme Rules is being sponsored by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Oh, June boy. Here we go. <laughs> and I would love to see Casey Jones come out. And maybe through a promo against Rocksteady in the ring. It's a pay-per-view. It's a try to promotion of making people want to see the movie. How if we about see that, that, I would love that. And if that? you don't know what I'm talking about, Stephen Amell can make his WWE return. Maybe do a little bump or two because he, he did very well when he was at SummerSlam last year. And maybe even have Rocksteady come out. You know, I think that would be a great aspect hey, of Rocksteady. Hey, hey, as, as much as I, I'm a TDHB Terrell's fan, I don't want. I don't want my time wasted. Sorry. You you you, you, you can know that will be an excellent 
excellent thing no, to see. No, it, it just doesn't. Honestly, can I, I'm going to be honest with you. This pay-per-view right now does nothing for me. I'm not excited for it. It's just, I, it's a placeholder pay-per-view. Well, let's it's, go through the matches that you're not excited about. Baron Corbin uh, and Dolph Ziggler, no DQ, no thanks. No. They should call it a uh, no thanks match. Uh, Kalisto and Rusev, that's going to be my bathroom break. Sorry, just is. The Usos versus the club in a Texas tornado match. Love the stipulation. Seen this match on Raw a lot of times, like 2 Chames said. Um, New Day versus Bob Villains, I can get down with that. Charlotte and Natty, I can get down with that. Depending on how they do it. I mean, Charlotte's going to win at this point. I was a big... Big proponent of Natty getting the title for a short term, but it's not going to happen, clearly. Um, Sasha Banks, please come back, by the way. We miss you terribly, especially D-Wayne. <laughs> and then the Fatal the fatal 4-Way is going to be awesome. I really, liked, I really like either Sami Zayn or I like The Miz there. I don't yeah. know. That's about it. But there's enough matches that, like I said, I'm gonna, I have some people coming over to watch it with me on Sunday. It's all good. But it's being sponsored by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's and, and, great. That's money in Vince's pocket. <laughs> you mean, so if, I, if I end up being able to get passes for it, which I haven't seen anything, I'll make sure I'll, I'll, I'll give you and the wife a pair. Please, please, please. Please, please, be, please. You know, I have to say the last trailer grown on me, but I do like your fantasy book in there. Where money needs to be made, why not make it? If right, that, and you if, know they always have a comedic bit in it. That could be a great comedic bit. You don't need the turtles. Just do Casey Jones, do Rocksteady. That's your two main components. They have a scene where Rocksteady is chasing Casey Jones anyway, according to the trailer. So why not? What have they done in the past two months that makes you think they have any long-term plans for Sheamus? That well, I mean, this just doesn't make or break. It's about, it can be as about as useful as a New Day promo on Raw nowadays. That, exactly, that New Day promo exactly. was awesome this week with the time machine. I don't care what anyone says. It didn't go over well in the crowd, though. I don't care. The crowd's dumb then because the that graphics. was hilarious. Yeah, they don't get the screen graphics that we get, so it's just like, man, you know. I did laugh with the Kofi ass. Yeah, Jamaican Kofi was awesome. <laughs> could have been much. The, the promo was good, but could have been a lot better, you know. If Kofi would have came out with his old clothes or something as well, you know. Right. But I would have liked, yeah. Transformation chamber. I would have liked a <laughs> transformation chamber. Him doing an accent was absolutely the funniest thing. Though. That's what made me die. I was just like, come on, Kofi. Just get, give well, it up. I, I, maybe they're, they're kind of sour on costume changes in the middle of the ring after Edge and Lita. Maybe that's what's up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Classic Let's talk about something else that's interesting because, like Dwayne said, I'm I'm losing interest here. It's pay per view. Okay, so I mean I'm I think the Baron Corbin Dolph Ziggler feud is okay. I can get with that. I'm I'm still feeling Baron Corbin. Yeah, I can't feel um, Baron Corbin when he loses all the time. It's on the pre-show. Yeah. That shows you where they where they think of it compared He's to everything in the else. Pre-show, pre-show stopper. He's on the pre-show last it. month too. He hasn't, okay, here's my thing with him. He hasn't been losing by only by him being just a rookie. It, it, it seems like they're building him to be a really good wrestler. He has the pedigree, uh, the athletic build, but because he's a rookie, he's making rookie mistakes where he's getting overconfident or not looking. And I don't know if that was part of the plan or is it just me picking up on that, but that seems to be how he's losing each match. To That's both. a great point. That's a great point. You know, so hopefully, you know, see down the line that, you know, he's not making these same mistakes anymore. And I think that's good considering the fact that he was drafted from NXT now onto the main roster. But you know who made those same type of mistakes you just described and where his WWE career ended up? Think of Mason Ryan. Had so much glamour and hope. He had the body and everything, but he made so many green mistakes in the ring that he never recovered from it. (laughs) That... What? I mean, think about it. Think about it. I mean, he was supposed to be the legit force when he was in the new Nexus, and that dropped like two weeks later because <laughs> of all the green mistakes that he made. Well, that, oh my gosh, his grass is greener than the springtime. <laughs> okay, so what about the tag team championship? I mean, do y'all guys think the ball villains go over it as the heels to finally 
uh, have the New Day drop the championship? I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if New Day drops the title here. Yep. I would not be surprised. I, another question: Do y'all think this? Do, do y'all think this match was going to happen if uh, Enzo would have never been hurt? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, me too. No. Oh, no, stop it's, it. There's no way you can put two faces on like that at this type of pay-per-view. You had to have the Vaude Villains win against, regardless of how the match ended. I'm fortunate for Enzo. The Vaude Villains were coming out victorious in that match. You know what? I think that too. I, I don't see that. I, I, I see it so way where if the Vaude Villains were involved into the match, I think it would be a tag team triple threat match. I, I mentioned that, but SummerSlam. SummerSlam or Battleground, do, do it then. You know... And with that even being said, a big cast is obviously getting a big a big push yep. on on Raw or just on weekly t- televised TV. Um, he's horrible on mic and can't nobody. He's tell so nervous. Different. He's so <laughs> nervous. You can tell his body language is so nervous. I'm about to say he he. It's like him reading a book and he cannot wait till he gets to say the end. As soon as he say, as soon as he gets ready to say, I'm gonna spell it out for you. That's the only part that the confidence start building. Well, with. there's a reason Enzo did most of the talking, you know. I, and I said that, but somebody else on this podcast was like, "No, he's good. He'll be fine on Mike. He's good. He'll be well, fine on Mike." <clears throat> Negative. There's a reason Negative. his name is Silly Sellers. You know what I mean? I he'll be fine. <clears throat> Negative. Let me. Every edge had to have a starting point. He's going to be like the next edge. Let me give you. Let me give you some fantasy booking here on how they could do this. You guys ready to have your minds blown? Yes. I've I had uh, some time off this week, so I've been able to, to fantasy book in my head again. Okay. Lucky you. Do you think the VOD villains gimmick has legs long term in its current yes. state? Yes. Where oh. people will take them seriously as contenders. I do. Only Can I take something? Only if they have the bill. No, even then, the ascen- they look like another kind of ascension gimmick where it's going to fall off and they're going to be jobbers in its current they're state. They're going to fall off. No, no, they won't. I guarantee you they won't. Fall no, they won't. Ascension never even had a chance on the main roster. Well, yeah. <clears throat> here's – I don't know. Okay, regardless, I don't think their their gimmick in its current state has enough legs. Just like I don't think Shawn Michaels' prima donna gimmick had legs going long term, which is why he evolved it. Um, the same could be said for a lot of people's gimmicks like Rocky Maivia evolving into The Rock. Um, so here's what I think they should do. I think the Vaude Villains should win the titles. I think it makes the tag division more interesting. Not yep. that the New Day can't get them back again because then they could change their whole spiel to your three-time world champs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have the Vaude Villains win. Come out the next night on Raw with a different look. It could still look kind of old school, throwbackish. Maybe have more black incorporated into it instead of like you know olives and maroons and things that they use now. And mm. say you, you know have the crowd just be all over their cases, and they're bragging about beating the New Day. And they say we're from a bygone era. We're the tough guys now. And then the crowd boos was oh you don't respect us. We're gonna make you respect us. Um, we're going to take over not just the bygone era, but the new era, because there's all this talk about the new era. You can just mm-hmm. call us the villains, and we're here We're here to stay. And you change their name from the VOD villains to the villains. And you make mm. them more of a, a throwback, but also part of this new era. And I think that sends a big statement to not only let people know like this gimmick is more realistic – these guys are more believable as champions, but it also gives their gimmick, in my opinion, more legs long term. May 18th, 5.55 p.m. on the East, uh, 4.55 in Illinois. Stamp this WWE, copyright it, whatever you need to do. I need to call Anthony Duncan, who's a, a lawyer, to, to make sure this is patent law. We need to make sure this gimmick or that promo gets on Raw on Monday. You guys can just wire my money, WWE. It's cool. You don't even have to send me a check. Just wire it to my checking account. I am so, like, literally, I saw that whole promo as you were saying it, changing the name to the villains. Classic. Classic, Aaron. Thank you. It's why why we have a podcast. Aaron, can I I tell you something? Tell me something. I'm sorry that won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also apologize that the Vaude Villains going to be jobbers by the end of the year as well. No, 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 no. You have to have a heel tag team make it through. This is the best chance for your heel tag team to make it through based on your it's current net, status. I, I just don't see it. Not, 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 the, not the, the, the club because they're they're in a different territory right now. They don't need to be nowhere near the belts. 
They need to be with the main event picture. But, but I, I, that's the thing. I feel like eventually that's you're going to see them with the belts. I think so, too. But sometimes it's good if your best team doesn't have the belt yet as you develop these No, they're not going to have the belt yet. But I just don't see the VOD villains having the belt either. Oh, the VOD villains are going to be great. I'm very high on them. I was high on them in NXT. I'm high on them on the it's, main roster. I don't see it. You was high on them when they disappeared for like a couple of months as well? I, I was too, and I knew they was coming back. Can we talk about the four-way real quick before we go here? Because the rest of these matches are kind of hot garbage a little bit. Miz retains. I, that's all you need to know. What, what, one, more, one more question, too. It, with, with Aaron's booking kind of got me, got kind of got my mind trembling a little bit. My booking yeah. tends to do that to people. Do you uh-huh. think? Do you think, with that being said, that that is definitely the strategic plan behind why the club is called the club and not the whatever club or whatever it may be? What do you? I don't understand what you mean. So you know how you had you said the five villains is going to turn to the villains. Do you think the club is going to turn into obviously uh, say the Balor Club? No, that's exactly why they call it the club. It's going to turn into the Balor Club. They have merch that says that on it. I own that shirt. So do you. Yeah, right. I just, I just and wonder. so does D-Wayne. So does D-Wayne. I'm, I'm just wondering if that's really their strategic plan of why they're just saying the club and they're just being real adamant by saying the club. Yes. It even sounds corny coming out of my saying the club. Like, the what club? Oh, that wasn't the designed club? to be a long-term name, for sure. Yeah, that that's, that's what I'm getting at. And they just don't have merch. Sure. And they've been around longer than Y2AJ, so they should have got merch if it was a thing. And I think they're trying to make it a stigma off the click. Because this is like kind of like the similar situation, so they should have called them the Good Brothers. If you listen to the um, them on Jericho's podcast like a week ago, they talk about um, brothering it up and stuff. Like it, you have to listen to those two talk. I don't understand why those guys don't get the mic more often. They're hilarious. They're, and, and, and just an official counter, we've only got the two sweet maybe one time, correct? Well, if you watch ROH, you see it there a lot more. But yes, I think only <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, I was about to say, we only seen it that first time they they, they uh, tagged the Raw. That's the first time, uh, first and only time I've seen them do the two sweet. And I'm wondering, was that an improv? It was like, hey, we out here, finally. You know, we're, we're together. And they did it. And I wonder if somebody was like, no, 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 no. Do, do not do that yet. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. What's the most used, I guess, showing, like you said, the two sweet? Is it the two sweet or suck it? Which is, which is more overused? Yes. Or what? The, or suck it. No, he's saying he's saying what or the yes chance overused. Yeah. Oh, the what or the yes chance? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Suck it. You can't even use that. No, <laughs> the worst one places. is this is awesome. That's the worst one. Yeah, this is awesome. It's yeah. ho- it's horrible because not everything's yeah. that awesome. Can we talk about the four way now? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Can I ask a question? That is off. Why why is Cesaro being booked as a second rate superstar? Right now, why I feel like this is an unadvantageous position for him. I like the feud with the Miz last month, but like he's clearly being overlooked for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Although I liked the tension that they built between Zayn and Cesaro last week to make him feel like more of a part of it, but he just feels like lost in the shuffle, and I think that stinks because he just came back. Have you ever they did that on purpose? I mean, I think that would be an ultimate red herring for him to win the title this weekend. I would, for a person, I would love to see Cesaro with the title. I would too. I still maintain Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't need it for their feud, so I, I don't want either of them two to win it. Miz retains, that is all. I would love the Miz to retain too. I'd be happy with that as well. You know, I, I kind of I want... Even Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win, because even though you said their feud doesn't need the title, nope. I think I think the title will make the feud even better. Okay, let's 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 make something interesting to this. Who is the one guy that we that you know is not going to win? Kevin Owens. I I have to say I agree with Kevin with that. Yeah, and I just have, me too. And I think it's Sami Zayn. Mm. I don't think there's no chance that Sami Zayn wins because I. What? Uh, who who does he align the feud with? On out. Who Kevin Owens? Th- no, Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens. 
How long? How long till we? How how much longer are we going to have to deal with that? Hopefully, oh, hopefully <laughs> until the end of the year. I would watch the. I would love it. It's great. I think that you would, but be wow. I think I think I, I would definitely wouldn't mind it. But obviously, we need Kevin Owens to either be off this title or be off this feud because I think the desire to have him feud with other groups and other people is probably the hottest commodity. Not 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 to even mention too, Kevin Owens. Um, when he was tagged in against the Miz and the crowd pop that he got, I don't even think he realized what was happening because he was definitely booked as the heel at that match. And he was getting so much of a crowd reaction. He was just loving it. And I think that just pays to how good of a person he is all around, how good of a wrestler he is all around, you know. And I think with, with that much heat and, you know, that much popping, um, you know, this much steam he has behind him, is you don't want him to just end up dying with the Sami Zayn feud. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's an intriguing match because we're all over the place on it right now. So that's a good thing. Yeah, hopefully uh, this Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match of um, of um whatever the payback was really good. So um, with the contenders all in this match, we definitely could be in line for a really, really, really good match. But I don't know. I just don't see Sami Zayn having a chance of winning. I would love Cesaro to win, but based on his track record. I don't have him winning either, so it definitely comes down to the Miz and Kevin Owens for me. Nah, let's go Miz then, because I think that makes the most sense coming out of this. <sighs> I'll say Miz. D-Wayne, just say Miz. Come on, you know we're I right. Can't, I just can't. Even it makes it make it would make sense for some reason. If he loses, it won't be bad. So it's just like. It's it makes sense that he wins because the whole Maurice factor is or something. But even then, the the whole Maurice factor isn't as good as I thought it would be so far to me. You bite your tongue. Um, it's been great, and you know it. No, actually, I don't think it's been as good as it could have been. So, Let me be clear. Like, it's been great. Maurice is great every week. And don't forget too, she's only here for total divas. And she's going to be great on that show, too. Yeah. You know, I don't see it. Sorry. Maybe I'm just seeing through. She is an attractive lady. That's all you need to worry about. (laughs) I know our time is getting there. I I, I just want to know. Obviously, everybody's pretty much tired of Kalisto with the U.S. Championship. Or maybe just the U.S. Championship division or contenders right now, period. Because there's not much steam going on behind it. What's next for it? Who's the next big person to get involved? I don't. You know what? I don't see John Cena touching that. Yeah, it is. Come on, Rusev wins it, and he transitioned it to Cena, and we get open challenges all summer. It's gonna be great. I mean, that would be great. We all know it'd be great. I just don't see him touching that belt. Well, it's unfortunate because that's what's gonna happen. I think if Rusev wins, uh, which I do think Rusev is going to win, I think Rusev definitely uh, starts feuding with his uh, old League of Nations people and we get a couple of small mini-feuds out of that, which should be placeholding until the guy comes back for his for his title. So. I could get down with that. That's actually a really cool idea. Well... Other than that, I gotta honestly say that I was really excited about this pay per view about probably two or three weeks ago. Now I'm like, eh, we'll see. I, I'm more excited about the end of June. You know, when everybody comes back. Well, yeah, there's bigger things on the horizon, so this kind of pales right now. It, it'll be a decent show. They they usually are. I will say that my excitement level for this pay per view is equal to my excitement level for the budding relationship of Paige and Alberto Del Rio. Ooh. That, that is, and, and you can read that however you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's not, that's, uh, well, obviously this is a spoiler, but uh, Paige comes in, has a good match. What was that, last week or the week before? And now she's, now she jobs to Dana Brooke on SmackDown. Yeah. Is it, is it all over for her again? No, because she's on Total Divas and she's young and they could easily build her back up. But it's very questionable. It's very questionable. I don't know what's going on with her. She must have made some the wrong person mad. 
12 on a scale of 1 through 10 to close this out. How excited are each of us to watch this this Sunday? Silas, you can go first. Uh, okay, D-Wade, you stop in. Celis is choosing to sit out. When this, when Extreme Rules starts, I'm going to be in California. What are you, what are you doing in California? Working. Except for my job. Oh, cool. Uh, um, so, I mean, this pay-per-view is probably the last thing on my mind. Because it just doesn't do anything for me. So my excitement, though, you know what? I'm just for the Fatal 4-Way, and maybe the main event, I give it a two and a half. Oh, my gosh. You're mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Silas, are you there? No. I think you might be on the john right now. (laughs) All right, man. How about you? How excited are you? Um... I'm excited for the main event. I'm excited for the four-way. I'm excited for the tag title match. The um, I'm excited to see what the asylum match looks like, and the women's match should be decent. So I'll go like six out of ten. Like I'm gonna, I've made plans with friends to watch it, so I must feel like it deserves my Sunday night, considering Cubs Giants is on that night too, and I'm assuming there's a some sort of NBA game on that. Either that afternoon or that evening, but you know it'll be a it'll be a decent watch. Um, I like I said, I just hope they do something to kind of have some wow factor coming out of it, so we're excited. Because I think another like Roman Reigns escapes with the title type thing is not necessarily the way I want to end my Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and just to piggyback off of you, because I, I I totally agree with everything you said. If that if the championship match ends with a predictable spirit that I seen coming from a mile away, I would be pissed off. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> well, that's understandable. I think we we all would be a little let down by that. Yeah, and it, and it's only because of the fact of we like I said we didn't seen this few obstacle storytelling like us to say final with it, but we didn't seen the combination of this feud every single week, twice a week. Well, SmackDown Raw, SmackDown Raw, and it's just like. We've seen conclusions happen so many different ways. The only way that we see this happen different is if AJ wins. And if we end up seeing a raw finish on this pay-per-view, I'm not going to be happy. Here, Here's how you can do it, man. I'm, here's how you can do it. You have the club out there. You have the Usos out there. And, like, it's just mayhem and warfare. And it's a match that feels totally different from the first one. And you, you just see no one's, no one's going to quit. No one's going to submit. And then um, lights go out, lights come back on, Finn Balor's in the ring, and you think he's going to be there to help the club. And then all of a sudden the club, Finn Balor, like, commands, you know, Gallows and Anderson to turn on AJ, and they beat the tar out of him, and Romans gets out with the title that way. That would be kind of cool. Or you get the phenomenal forearm, and Roman Reigns spears him in the air, one, two, three. There you go. Well, well, this was Vince Russo at WCW. Aaron Booker is about ninety percent <laughs> possible of happening. You're, yeah, your thing's more likely than my thing. Oh, Salas, you're gonna join us now. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had had a had a family call. I had to step away to it, and I, I hear we're back on the, uh, the tornado match. So no, we're just nah, we're just nah, kind just of ending it up. we're just ending it up. What okay, you, let me. I heard a John Cena tune when I had to take the phone call. What was the John Cena tune? Well, these these guys don't think Cena's coming back for that U.S. title and. Let's he is all... coming back for the US Okay, thank you. I said, who was these guys? I, I think he is. Too. Oh, well, just, I guess D-Wayne just has the... I don't see it. Well... Sorry. He's the mid-card man right now. He, he does not need to be anywhere near the main event title right now. Nowhere near. John Cena's not a mid-card guy, but he can hold a mid-card title. Let's be clear about that. He's the, he's uh, the top guy. No, Roman is the guy. Roman's the guy. He's the mid-card guy. He, he can, you can say that all you want, but you know it's not true. He'll never be the guy as long as he is there. Yeah. He is WWE. He is. I, I tell you what. Roman Reigns can only dream to be half as successful as John Cena has been in, Correct. The, in the story. And Correct. probably in life, too. Correct. That's a lot of wrestlers you can say that about. Yes. You know. So, Sally, so so we can wrap this up. Um uh, on the scale of one through ten, how excited are you for this pay per view and all this Sunday? And Honestly, it, on the storyline purpose, it's like a s- seven. I say a seven. Okay, 
Cool. Any 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 really big factors of why you went seven over uh, Dwayne's two, me and Aaron's six? Um, I, other than the turtles. I, once again, we have to understand what this is. <laughs> so then when we get back and there's no turtles, he's going to say, that was a one out of ten, you guys. Right. Where's Casey right. Jones, brother? Uh, other than that, um, we have to understand this is a B-level pay-per-view that is coming three weeks off its previous pay-per-view, and it has to be a B-level pay-per-view going towards SummerSlam. And, and like we mentioned earlier, the storylines that's been on Raw has been great. We've seen a lot. It's going to be great for the video packages. I think you're going to see some awesome video packages before these matches. And that's going to lead to at least decent level matches. It's not going to be great matches because it doesn't need to be, which is going to lead to my favorite pay-per-view of the year, Money in the Bank, which is going to set up how SummerSlam is going to be. Um, I got a question. I'll wait till we get off air. Um, so, so the sellers, just so the fans can understand how biased you are about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> or the, what movie will be the better movie this year? Captain America, which you've already seen, or Ninja Turtles? Do you want to be honest here? <laughs> just because we have Shredder, Crane, Bebop, and Rocksteady <laughs> on the big screen with Casey Jones, April, and the Turtles. Captain America Civil War might be better. <laughs> I'm about to say, I can assure, I can assure you that, uh, um, I can assure you that uh, D Wayne's son knows who Spider Man is over anybody you just named. Probably so. Probably so. But real talk, I, I'm I'm very highly optimistic for this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two movie coming out in comparison to the first one. The first one's a reboot, had some good things, had some bad things, but just me being a lifelong Turtles fan, just to see all that eighties nostalgia becoming on the big screen for the first time ever in over like thirty years, I think it's just great. I think it's great. It's, it's safe to say that Vince McMahon and Michael Bay have a lot, a lot of similarities with creative control, where they want everything their vision, no matter how bad it is. Right, exactly. I, I, I'm yeah. just hoping it, it, it will be a good showing. I'm just waiting for that first major review to come out for the Turtles, or you know, yeah. when IMDb gets all those ratings. So I'm, I'm yeah. cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Well, fans, continue tweeting us at uh, on Twitter at, at BGB Group. Definitely uh, check us out and continue listening on Tumblr and Bingo Bell. Uh, check us out on iTunes and uh, follow us on Facebook at uh, Bingo Bell Podcast. And uh, for Two Chains, Aaron, D Wayne, and Cindy Sellers, we'll catch y'all in the next episode.